0: This is First Contact, stories of the call center. Brought to you by Noble Biz, your one-stop shop for all your contact center needs, both carrier and software. Each show, we talk to industry leaders on how they got their start in the call center industry, because let's be honest, it's not a dream job. To find all our episodes, you can go to our website, that's www.nobelbiz.com, hit subscribe on our YouTube channel, or follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for future episodes. Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of First Contact Stories of the Call Center. Today, we're diving deep into workforce management in the contact centers with one of the pioneers of this type of enterprise solution. With nearly 40 years of experience in the industry, Daryl Gonas is probably the best person to talk to when it comes to managing agents in this type of space. Now, look, after starting out and consulting as the co-founder and CEO of Workforce Management Group, Daryl and his partners, Todd Cothran and Peter Schmidt, veered off and started Community WFM in 2005, a modern workforce management solution specifically tailored to multi-channel call centers, Daryl We're excited to have you. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now look, we have a tradition on this show where we really want to understand what's your background? Where did you come from? And ultimately, how did you get in the call center industry? Because I know you didn't wake up one day and say, when I grow up, I'm going to work in the call center space. Tell us, how did you get here in the first place?
1: It's really interesting. I am one of the fortunate people that uh, I sort of knew at an early age that I wanted to be in technology and I got a degree, a business degree, but I majored in management information systems, and uh, I got in, I was fortunate enough to work for Sperry initially, Uh, and then I was turned on to a company out of Coral Gables that was offering uh, a workforce management solution, and I still remember to this day, uh, going down for the interview, I was in my 20s, and uh, Someone walked me through this application uh, workforce management application and it just made perfect sense to me I don't know why uh, but all of the the way that it integrated to the telephony and the, the forecasting the optimization of the schedules how it how that translated into saving the company money it was just this perfect linear thing for my brain anyway and I've been in it ever since well that's
0: Awesome to hear that. You know, right away you saw something that just made sense to you, right? And it pulled you in. Now, for those that don't really understand workforce management, not every company today has implemented workforce management. Many have, right? Can you kind of give our audience a brief overview, like what is workforce management in the first place? You know, a little highlight. And why would someone even want to implement it? And lastly, does everyone have to implement this, or is this something that's really use case specific?
1: Uh, I would say that it's a terrific idea for many, many reasons. It's a terrific idea for, for the company. It's a terrific idea for the customers. And it's a terrific idea for the agents. Right. So everybody in this equation is benefiting from this technology. And basically what it does is this. Uh, it, it, it allows a contact center to more consistently deliver service to their customers. All while controlling the cost of providing that service. At the same time and I think unique to community is we're also balancing the needs of the agents which in this era is even more crucial. So workforce management has evolved over time uh, and the spotlight really has focused from how do we meet the needs of the customers now to how do we meet the needs of the customers and now how do we meet the needs of our agents.
0: Understood. So there's obviously the word community within the name. Is there something behind that? Is there something that you can give some insight or was just like a name you picked out and said, this sounds good?
1: No, no, it it absolutely came from, you know, you you mentioned that that, uh, we we had a consultancy initially. And in that consultancy, what we saw with legacy workforce management technologies was that... uh, the the solution was the domain of two or three smart people in the company and they would create these schedules for everybody that would meet the needs of the customers and help them control costs but nobody was connected to the process except these people in the back room so it's kinda like an Oz thing Uh, and so as we were consulting broadly around the world and mostly North America we noticed that these silos of understanding of the workforce management process was because there was a few people involved in the, in, in the workforce management execution of, of the plan. And so when we designed community, we said, how can we make this platform part of the operating culture of the organization? So we started with... How, what, what tools do the agents need, and, and what tools do supervisors need, and what tools do those smart guys in the back room need? And we build a platform that's all encompassing. So now, when you implement our product, you have a community of people that are actually executing toward the same direction. And that really is the game changing philosophy that community has brought to our industry.
0: Well, that's great, because obviously we all know we've worked in companies with silos. And we've all worked in companies where you have some really, really smart people. But the information, the way they disseminate, the way they ingest it is a lot of times not only siloed, but it's really not integrated into all the other things that the business is doing. And because of that, a lot of times you really can't make the best decisions as fast as you probably want to make them and have the right people exposed to it, both on the intake side and then obviously the output side. Now, with that said, I know one of the the things that that you do is utilizing a mobile app, right? When did you go, let's do a mobile app and how does this actually apply? Do you have examples on why that's useful and how clients leverage this?
1: Absolutely, yeah, and I think it's an essential element now uh, for any workforce management platform to leverage mobile technology. And I'll give you a couple use cases, right? So let's say you're a contact center and, uh, you know, you have all these customers reaching out to you on all the different channels, uh, via email, social media, and they're calling and, you know, whatever channels they want to use to communicate with you. And on any particular day, you may be getting more or less calls or contacts than you anticipated. So as a result of that condition, you may be either over or understaffed to support the needs of the business and the needs of your customers. So let's say, for instance, that you needed to get more people on the phones this morning. How would you do that if you didn't have embedded communication tools like we have as well as a mobile app? The way that you can execute a plan like that within the community platform is You can broadcast a message out on the mobile app that says, Hey, I'm looking for 24 more people to log on to the phone system today because we have an increased call volume." The agents will receive that offer and they can accept it right from their mobile app. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll log in two hours early and it would come back into the community platform. The system would automatically update their schedules send them back a notification back on the mobile app, and inform their supervisor, all in one seamless motion. It's super elegant. So what does that do? It provides the agent with the opportunity to perhaps pick up some more hours. And it's their choice, we are giving them choices. Uh, and for the customers, obviously, for the customers that are trying to reach the company, you're now very quickly, expediency is, is a huge factor here, very quickly, you've just adjusted your staff from where it was to a new elevated plane to process those transactions within your target grade of service. So it's a tremendous benefit all around for the customers and for the agents. Another use case would be, I'm an agent and I woke up and I'm not feeling well today. They can use the mobile app to take themselves out late and or sick right, right from the mobile app. So it's, again, we're focusing on the customers as well as helping the agents.
0: Well, it's interesting that you've now done what contact centers should have been doing all along with their customers is meeting them where they want to be met, when they want to be met via the media that they want to be met on, right? And now we're doing that. We're kind of eating our own dog food and saying, hey just so you know, why don't we manage ourselves that way? Why don't we communicate internally with our staff, our employees, our supervisors, our agents with the technology that's most easily adopted, easy to disseminate information, easy and accessible for people to be able to do things like access more work or to say that they're not available. So that's awesome. Now. One of the things I understand that's unique though about your software outside of things like this is the ability to automate complex call center specific processes. Like for example, multi skill service level prediction. All right, mouthful, a lot said there. Can you give some insight on this? What's going on here?
1: Sure. Uh, what we're really trying to do is automate the, the processes associated with human capital optimization, right? So if you take a look at legacy workforce management applications, you know, you would have an analyst that's trying to manage anything to do with scheduling, whether that be shift bidding, bidding for vacations, and they would tend to do that on an agent-by-agent basis. And so it's it's a very time-intensive process. So what we've done with Community is we have created mechanisms that would automate the process of making a shift bid available to the agents. This is all about really giving them choices now. And this is the era of giving them choices. And so in the shift bidding process, they can go in and they can pick what shifts are best for them, for say the upcoming quarter. Maybe they wanna work a different set of shifts for summer than they do for fall, right? So we're giving them choices, but on the automation side, we're automating that from end to end. We can optimize a set of schedules for the analyst, we can present them to the agents by rank the agent can rank their first choice second choice third choice when everybody has made their selections it's automatically processed and assigned to the agents that's a pretty detailed example but we do the same thing with not only bidding when they're going to work but bidding when they want to take off so all of these processes are automated we are saving those analysts in those companies hundreds of hours of time uh, and of course eliminating errors
0: Well, I think also for the agent themselves, it's a better experience because it's not black and white. It's like you do or do not have an option, period, the end, right? Now for simplicity, that works. But I think as long as you can automate, as long as you can still make everything work to the business needs, you're still giving the agent some level of autonomy of having input into this system and then being able to then ultimately, hopefully get some or most of what it is that they want, and I think it probably helps with morale and also timeliness and effectiveness against getting stuff getting, which yeah, is
1: great. When, when you start giving these tools, like community, we were very, very agent focused from day one. And when you start providing this tool set to an agent where they can request vacation and they can you know, bid on their schedules and swap shifts with other agents, you start giving these kinds of tools to agents they're not very likely to go to another contact center that's not offering those kinds of enablement capabilities or communications uh, uh, tools. Uh, So I think it also helps with, you know, retaining agents, especially the good ones.
0: I mean, upward mobility and also being able to have an opportunity to get the better outcome from you being more productive, you, uh, you know, Uh, Your attendance and adherence being up, you know, being able to follow uh, your scripts or being able to have good outcomes, all those things, if you're able to then take all of these pieces into account, then those people who get higher levels of maybe more of what the scheduling they want or the things that uh, they want to take time off or whatever it may be, it also works as part of the environment, that culture you're creating for these people, which is also really important
1: now it exactly it's like you're, you're dead on with all those things and and by giving the agents options in this era that really is where modern workforce management technology has to go and we have to be even more creative and give them even more options
0: yeah it totally makes sense and you know some of the things that we've heard you know here on the show and otherwise at times has been like hey you know when you see agent ad- adherence it's kind of an oppressive metric now, whether or not you agree or not, I'd love to get your viewpoint on this. And specifically, now you've gone through a pandemic for the last you know 18 plus months. How has that really impacted your view, if any, on that
1: metric? Well, uh, you know, it hasn't changed much. We, I think, early in our consulting days. So we're going way back now. Uh, you know, adherence is just a data point. It's really how you use it and how it is part of your culture. And you have to, uh, I think, understand that adherence is the kind of metric that it needs to be socialized within the overarching reach of what you're trying to accomplish with the workforce management platform, right? So it's tied to your culture. It's tied to what your your strategies are for delivering service to your clients. Um, So it's just a piece of information. It's how you manage it with your agent population. I think that makes it successful and or perceived to be oppressive, as you you put it.
0: Yeah, so with that said, let's say you're talking to an agent and that agent just looks at this as, this is just oppressive, right? This, This is not as a negative stat for me, right? What is it that you tell that agent so they understand the
1: importance
0: of how adherence impacts the business, them as an agent and also management?
1: Well, I, I would say say this is the key, right? Adherence really is about the team, right? What we're what we're trying to make sure everyone is doing is that everybody on a particular customer service team, for instance, is doing their part. So, what does that really mean, right? What it means is there's been a plan in place for the system to tell you or, and, and remind you, hey. Daryl, you have a break coming up in five minutes and it's important that I take that break at the appropriate time. The reason it's appropriate that I take that break at the appropriate time is for my team members. It's for them, right? So if I take my break at the right time or go to lunch or have my meeting at the appropriate time, what we're doing is we're creating fairness about how the work is processed across your team. And I think once you give the agent the perspective that they're not only creating fairness for their team members, but their team members, by following their adherence, are creating fairness for them. Uh, Another, I think, a good example is, imagine uh, a shift change, for instance. What if everybody gets sloppy about when they get off or when they get on? Well, uh, there's a lot of detrimental things that are going to happen there. Certainly, the customers are going to suffer, but the agents that showed up on time, they're going to be carrying a greater degree of the workload. So there's a lot of negative things that can happen by not following your, your assigned schedule. So I think the team aspect, and thats I think if you go into a contact center, they are team players. That's what they think about. They look at their team. I think that perspective would really help them overcome that negative perception.
0: Yeah, I think it's critical that when you have any type of association of the word team, right, and we always go back to sports analogies for those that aren't into sports, I think the same idea still applies, right, that sports players don't just show up to a big game and they magically perform really well, right? They have to do a ton of practice, a ton of scripts, right, a lot of plays that they follow. And so what happens is if they're not in the right place at the right time, Everything that everybody else has worked hard to achieve goes down the drain, right? So anytime an individual looks at it as that they're greater than the team, then you start to see these gaps of, well, it's just my time. It's when I come in. It's when I leave. It's what I do. They don't realize that everything they're doing is impacting positively or negatively everybody within their circle. And as long as they look at it it as that them doing their part, is not only beneficial for them and their upward mobility or their success, it also directly impacts everyone else around them. And I think that's critical, as you just mentioned, that that team aspect of it is you can't look at it as just me, 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 me. You have to look at the inclusiveness of how does it affect everybody. So I love that, it's great. Um, now, you recently said something on LinkedIn, I'd love to dive in a little bit deeper. You said agent demands are more unique and modern than ever before. Why is that?
1: Well, I, I think we all know that, you know, with the Internet and the n- omni-channels and the changing society, the, the way people work, uh, y- you know, millennials coming in and subsequent generations coming in, they look at the world in a different way. And so our technologies and our solutions, we have to adapt to address their modern requirements you know this isn't you know this isn't the model from 1980 anymore it's gone people want more choices uh, agents want more choices they want to balance their their life and their work and and they want the work to kind of help revolve around them to a degree and so what we're trying to do with community Is balance the needs of the business and balance the needs of the agents, and it's those modern—it's the modern influences that are forcing uh, companies, and certainly our designs, to offer more flexibility and more choices for the agents. We got to empower them. So let's kind of dive slightly
0: deeper on the empower side. I think a lot of times when you have people that just do what they're told right and they're just following a script they're just doing the black and white thing i think you can create consistency you can create something that's repeatable and you can probably scale that but what i find is to get that extra percentage out of people that exponentially allows you to be that much more productive and allows people to raise other people in friendly competition being able to be part of that team You sit there and say, yeah, they want choices, they want options. But in workforce management with community and otherwise in the contact center, outside of the things you've stated, is there other stuff that you're trying to meet these people where they are or being able to adopt to these requirements of wanting more options that allows them to perform better? Or is it purely just the status quo that you can't get these people to perform better unless you just put them in a box and say, do the following thing only this way?
1: Well, that's, that's a big question, but I, and I have a couple of, uh, I think, important thoughts about that. So the first one is, I've always admired agents. I think they have one of the most difficult jobs in the world. They are managing all types of technologies, but let's not forget about what they're actually there to do. They're there to interact with a human being. And so they're juggling all of this understanding of their products, their services. The technology that's on their desktop, and at the same time, they're solving somebody's problem. Uh, So, I don't really think that we have to worry that we have to micromanage these incredibly proficient human beings. What we have to do is give them the toolkits to self manage themselves so that they can better help their customers. And the good agents all do that, right? And, and I'll give an example. We talked about adherence being a, a, a possibly oppressive metric. Well, what if we share the adherence information with the agent? They can see when they log in. They can see when they go to break. They can see their metric all day long. They can take a look at their schedule. And so when they look at that and they know that we're holding the team to a 92 or 91% adherence goal, they're gonna self-manage themselves because we're giving them the information. I don't have to police that agent. I don't have to sit over their shoulder. Remember, these are proficient professionals doing their jobs. And so they will check their adherence from time to time, make sure they're on track, making sure they're holding up for their for their other team members. So, you know, that's one way of empowering the agent. But again, you, you, you put it in, the, in terms of, of bidding on shifts. You know, let's present them with their options. Let them decide what's best for them. And if you let them influence what they ultimately end up getting, they're going to they're gonna perform that function better. Right? And it's the same thing with vacation time and, and many other aspects. The mobile app is a, is a perfect
2: example. The famous African proverb says that if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And how true is this for the contact center industry, where business partners that you can call friends are so rare? At Noble Biz, we made it our mission to travel far and wide with our partners. As a complete telecom services provider, With an experience of over 20 years in the industry, NobleBiz offers the only voice carrier network designed with the sole purpose of serving call centers, big or small. Because our goal is to become the ultimate provider for the contact center industry, service quality is on top of our priority list. We will guarantee crystal clear voice quality, legal backup, smart routing, 99.9% uptime, high-grade security and an easy setup. At Noble Biz, we are confident to affirm that we have the best cost per minute in the entire contact center industry. Do you have any doubts? Get in touch and find out. Learn more about the Noble Biz Voice Carrier Network on www.noblebiz.com.
0: Now, you know, one of the things that we talk about is intraday management, right? Talk to us about that. You know, how is that important? What is it, and you know, can it be optimized? Oh,
1: without question, it's it's something we focused on quite a while back now, and I think we've moved the needle at community with what companies expect out of their intraday capabilities. And specifically, what I'm talking about is in, in our solution, we have embedded communication channels. You know, there's the text, there's email, there's the mobile app. Uh, you know, uh, we can send pop-up reminders. All those communications are very tightly embedded within the solution. So on the intraday side, as as our world has just accelerated beyond most of our ability to, to translate, what's happening is customer behaviors are somewhat less predictable than they used to be. Uh, and so what happens is during the day of operation, I'm expecting to get... 4372 calls today and it's nine o'clock in the morning and i'm getting and we're way off track i've been i've been monitoring every 15 minute increment and i can see that the trend is we're going to get like 6,000 calls today we are going to be understaffed so what we need to do is we need to take our current schedule path Where, where is everybody supposed to be right now they're in meetings they're in trainings We don't have enough people scheduled right now. How do I, on the intraday, the day of, how do I add more resources? And so what our platform does is it facilitates very rapid realignment of resources. So I can actually assign my resources with the speed and precision of a college marching band. I know we're all going this way right now, But our customers are demanding that we go another way. And we need to be able to execute those strategies very, very quickly, communicate them out to the agents, make those offers available to them to either go home early or pick up additional hours, and inform their supervisors all in one seamless motion. And that's really what community has done so beautifully. It speaks to the philosophy behind why we call the product community to begin with.
0: Totally makes sense. And now, you know, obviously when the pandemic hit, it had to have made a huge shift as we've talked about on the show for some time now and otherwise that going remote, having to work, um, you know, with people that are leaving the industry, challenges of hiring people, retention. What impacts have you personally seen around workforce management during the pandemic?
1: Well, I I can say that This idea of community uh, was a bit ahead of its time in 2005. This idea that it's an operating culture and everybody needs to be involved in the process and we all need to be connected through the embedded communication channels, that really started to come to fruition about five or six years ago. With the pandemic and working from home, the primary challenge that that Work from home companies are facing is how do I stay in touch with my agent? How do we stay on the same page? And we had already mapped that out 15 years ago. We knew that in in the you know in the future everybody would be working from home. We didn't predict the pandemic, of course, but work from work from home model has been in our product since 2002 when we designed the solution. So. Uh, I think that's the, the number one challenge you have, is how do you stay connected to your agents? By having those communication capabilities embedded within your workforce management platform, we overcome that obstacle very elegantly.
2: Running a contact center these days takes a great deal of courage and resilience. Noble Biz applauds and salutes the contact center community for not giving up and fighting the good fight working to set contact centers on the road to success. Our contribution consists in providing one of the most versatile and cost-efficient omni-channel solutions on the market called Noble Biz Omni Plus. Take your contact center to the next level with Noble Biz Omni Plus. Get instant access to a full range selection of channels, from voice calls to SMS, and from email to WhatsApp, Twitter, or Telegram. Get control over the external factors, with the possibility to switch from an on-premise team to a remote system in just a matter of hours. Get integrated compliance support, advanced reporting, seamless agent dashboard, and many more high-grade features. All in just one product, Noble Biz Omni Plus, a crisis-proof solution for scaling operations. So, you
0: know, we look at the adoption of these products, right, and seeing over time companies adopting these solutions. Do you see during the pandemic, a lot of people adopting workforce management tools? Or also, do you see more so people replacing or upgrading what they were using for some form of workforce management or literally workforce management for an alternative solution? Do you see one or both of those happening right now and through the pandemic?
1: I I see both of those things happening without question, right? So we have this convergence of the legacy platforms, the on-prem solutions, everybody's going to the cloud. We're a cloud-based solution, of course, and we are a partner-based company. We sell primarily through channels. And so as those companies have basically taken their whole technology stack into the cloud, community has benefited from going with them because we've partnered with some of the key players in the cloud acd space and so they're offering our solution as part of their technology stack so that absolutely fanned the flames for our growth we're experiencing tremendous growth over the past five or six years Um, and then the pandemic came along and you talk about the unique design and philosophy of the community solution, it really does speak to what we really need right now is that collaboration and empowerment and communication capabilities.
0: So I know you've said a lot of really great things, unique things, and even just really productive tool sets that come within your platform, but is there one specific reason, if you had to stick with one of why people have been buying your platform and your workforce management solution?
1: The primary reason is because of Peter Schmidt and Todd Cothern's influence on the modern design. It really does deliver an ease of use that far surpasses the legacy designs that most people are accustomed to. And so you have these you have these companies that are emerging so quickly now that all of a sudden, you know, they had 30 people, now they have 350 people. They're successful organizations they need a modern tool that they can quickly adopt so we can deploy our technology really quickly we have unique features in the product but they take one look at it and they see the human side of what we're doing human capital optimization and they're just they're just drawn to it
0: you know one of the things that we run into on a regular basis in the industry is Is every shiny object, and I'm not saying your product is a shiny object, but every new thing, right? Everything that's like, ooh, ah, what's that? Does everyone need to adopt it, right? So we have people today, it's like, oh, we need to have social media. Okay, what are you going to use it for? How are you going to use it? We want SMS. We want web chat. We want workforce management. You have to run into scenarios where it's not a good fit. Or does it make sense for some reason or another? Should every company of any size use workforce management? And regardless of the nature of the business, whether they're an in-house contact center, they're an outsourcer like a BPO, they do inbound only or outbound only, is there a sweet spot or a space in which a company should say, you know what, we should consider workforce management? Or is your thought, anyone who has any amount of people, regardless of what they do, should have it?
1: Well, that's a really great question. I would say, for the most part, every company should have a platform like Community. And the reason I say that is, I, as I've grown up in this space, people still tend to define what we do here. As forecasting and scheduling, if you you know look at keyword search terms that they use on the web, they look you know they type in contact center forecasting or contact center scheduling, and they look at modern workforce management through the lens of 1980. Uh, so we talked about optimization of the schedules and how that's good for the customers and helps save the company money. But it's 2021 now, and if you just take a look at our product. Forecasting and scheduling is kind of in our rearview mirror. We do that well. We've been doing it well for you know, a long, long time. What we're doing now is we're enabling agents, and, and we're empowering them, and we're providing automation. Uh, so when you look and define modern workforce management today, it's not forecasting and scheduling. It is a whole host of, of features and functions that deliver benefits that impact everybody's life so even if you can't benefit from the forecasting and scheduling side of the equation wouldn't you benefit from all of the automation and the broad integration that we now offer to to applications like hr and payroll etc So in other words,
0: it's not so much of, like you said, it's just forecasting and scheduling. You have to have X amount of people for it to be worth it, the amount of cost it takes into getting a solution. You have to find the ROI on it. That there now is different aspects of how the product enables the agent to have automation, to have choices where the cost of the product or the solution isn't so much now just one single thing that it does. All these other items you're saying can be benefited regardless of the size of the organization and even the nature of the way they manage. Maybe it's a center that does just voice versus a center that maybe does all kinds of medias within the organization. Does that sound about right?
1: Without question. I think you're you're dead on there. There's all those other benefits around the platforms today that help agents, help customers and help the companies. It's the, the three legs of the stool.
0: Totally makes sense. So, you know, before we dive into just a little bit about you, I would just ask, what is the number one thing that people use as a reason not to implement workforce management? Outside of them just saying, I don't need a scheduling tool or I don't need this. Is there something that you hear common from people that is just this thing that you go... Why, why are you saying this you know why do you feel this isn't something needed in your business is there a common theme there
1: uh, i would say the 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 most common theme that comes from the c level resistance to investing in technology like ours is you know we work eight to five what do we need a workforce management system for I don't
0: understand the application basically that's the right. specific thing of what it is and again that's what you and your company and others in the same space would have to do is understand how to describe the outcomes that they're gonna get in the business from implementing something like this. So let's kind of go to something a little bit more fun, right? Not that this hasn't been enjoyable, but we love to get to know our guests. All right, Daryl. So I know you probably work all the time, but you have to do some stuff in your downtime. You have to do stuff, your spare time, if that even exists. What do you do? What keeps you going?
1: Uh, You know, I think I'm a fairly regular person. I, I uh, really enjoy golf. Uh, it's one of my passions. Uh, I, I am fortunate enough to live in Florida and and uh, I, I have a boat and I like to get out on the water. Uh, you know, those are the things that, that I like to do when, when I have the time. Uh, and my wife and I, uh, uh, my wife, uh, I met her on a plane. She was a flight attendant. And we still love to travel. So those are... Uh, I, I'd say traveling with my wife is my favorite thing. Uh, then. Golf and probably boating. Behind that,
0: oh, we'll, we'll make sure that she gets a copy of this. <laughs> <Okay>. So,
1: <laughs> so look, me, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, look, you've been doing this for over forty years, and if you had to give, you know, advice, something, this one thing that you needed to give to the contact center industry in this space, what would it be?
1: Uh, I, I, I would, I would say, uh, I'd say this. Well. I heard something just a few weeks ago. Uh, Somebody said uh, a priest, a rabbit and a minister walk into a bar and the bartender says to the rabbit, what can I get you? And the rabbit says, I have no idea. I'm only here because of autocorrect. Right? So what I would say to all of that and we've been talking about this as a theme kind of is that It really is about the humanity of what we're doing. It's about the people. And so, what we're trying to do with our platform is bring the human side to the scientific part of the equation. Whether it has to do with, and the people that have complementary technologies to ours, they're trying to help the customer experience on the humanity side, and we're trying to help the customer experience and the agent experience. So I would say when it all comes down to it, no matter what tools you have available, the technology is not the answer. It really is the human side of this that makes for customer service and for that agent experience. And I think that's what we really need to keep focused on while we keep coming up with these great innovations.
0: Well, it's been an awesome experience with everyone I've been able to interact with that there seems to be a common theme is automate what you can, put technology where it needs to be, but the ultimate end is to enable the outcome of a human experience, right? And that human experience can be through technology, but it also in many ways, as we've talked about today, is humans interacting with humans in some form or another and enabling them to have great outcomes. So, Daryl, it's been awesome having you on the show. Really appreciate you joining. We definitely want our listeners to be able to connect with you, find out more about you, and then connect with you. How can they do that? Where can they find you?
1: Uh, Real simple, Gonus, G-O-N-O-S, at communitywfm.com.
0: Perfect. And then if they want to find the company, they want to know more about the business, where they can find that?
1: Yeah, Community WFM. uh, Google it up and uh, pop you right into the website. you get a nice tour of the product and the feature set. Perfect. Well,
0: everyone, you know where to find Daryl. You know where to find his company, community. Go find him, check him out, see what's going on. Thanks for joining us on First Contact Stories of the Call Center. Catch you next time. Thanks, Christian. If you like what you're hearing, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Check out our YouTube channel for exclusive clips. Like us, rate us, review us. If you want to hear more on our take on coronavirus, remote work, and contact centers, go to nobelbiz.com and click on webinars to see our recorded on-demand webinars. Thanks for listening to First Contact Stories of the Call Center. My name is Christian Montez, and we'll be back soon with our next episode. This podcast has been hosted by me, Christian Montez, produced, written, and edited by Bogdan Minuts, with co-executive producers Steve Biederman, Christian Montez, and Bogdan Minuts.